0: Welcome back to today's episode, we are looking at what creates a lifestyle of self-control by examining the motivations and expectations we carry. How does having an understanding of God's love and gentleness create a desire in us to partner with Him in all things? We have permission today to shake off our old mindsets of self-control and embrace a joy and anticipation for this process. I love how Graham washes us with truth by reminding us of the Father's gentle nature. So let's examine how gentleness and the Father's affection towards us invites us into a lifestyle of self-control. We can exchange those old performance mindsets about self-control for a new spiritual delight that we anticipate becoming a wonderful experience with God. John 14, 23 says, If anyone loves me, he'll keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our abode with him. Hear the affection of God in that. Beloved, if you love me, and I know you do, hey, no worries. You'll keep my commandments. You'll know how much you're totally loved by me and how delighted I am to live this life with you. Gentleness and self-control, they're always in partnership. God doesn't threaten to withdraw his love unless they are obeyed. That's not true to his unchanging nature. Obedience and self-control, both are motivated by having been so wonderfully loved by God That we choose to do the things we know please Him. The fruit of the Spirit is the beautiful, unchanging loveliness of God's constant nature towards us. So it must be fully explored using our life situations. And that will create a lens, a mindset, and a language that will empower us in self-control to enjoy life and take advantage of God's favor. God is happy with you because you're in Jesus. Jesus said it so beautifully in his prayer to the Father in John 17. He prayed that the glory which you have given me, I have given to them That they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me. That they may be perfected in our unity so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you have loved me. Isn't that gorgeous? Self-control delivers us from becoming out of control based on our circumstances. And it gives us a beautiful, wide-open space where we can encounter who God is for us and we can enjoy His love and passion in being with us. It's His gentleness that opens our hearts to receiving all that He's come to give us. And I love the way it calms our souls and imparts an atmosphere of trust where faith can develop. Gentleness partners with self-control so that we can respond to the Lord, not react to the fear of His presence or panic in our circumstances. His gentle voice allows us to be at peace. and It opens the door for us to be still and know that He is God. It's imperative that you have an experience with gentleness up front, close and personal in your own life. That you have an expectancy that this is how He will always speak to you. Otherwise, you'll react in fear rather than anticipate the goodness and the kindness that His gentleness communicates to us. It's the gentleness of God that washes us in truth. Often when I'm teaching, I'll intentionally find creative ways of making the same point. What am I doing? I'm washing people in the living word. Just letting truth soak into all those dry places that could use a fresh experience of Jesus. It's like a first rain that bounces off really hard ground. It takes time to soak in just how magnificent the goodness and the kindness of God really is. The loving process of accommodating gentleness is time well spent in His presence. Also, honestly, it saves us huge amounts of time, angst, and apprehension later, because we learn to become calm and joyful now. Always remember that He put you into Christ so that He could talk to you as He does to His beloved Son. He washes us gently, allowing us to soak in the fullness of His true nature. Giving us time to believe that He really is this good. It's like washing the disciples' feet. It's a gentle process that opens us up to receive deeply as the good shepherd who cares for the sheep he gently anoints our heads with oil until our hearts overflow he soaks our old perceptions and mindsets in the truth until we begin to see and think as he does you know david wrote in psalm 1835 your right hand upholds me and your gentleness has made me great. We don't often think of gentleness and greatness together, but God does. Why? Because gentleness is powerful. Gentleness is not weakness. It's actually strength under control. If you answer harsh, difficult people with gentleness, you can turn away fierce anger. That's Proverbs 15.1. The gentleness of Jesus opens us to learning from him, to being yoked together and finding rest for our souls, according to Matthew 11:29. 29. Gentleness is the spirit in which we restore others because it's the spirit in which God has restored us. So how do you perceive the voice of the Lord and his ways towards you? When you hear Be holy even as I am holy. Do you hear it as a booming, harsh command? Be holy even as I am holy. (laughs) Or do you hear it as an invitation? I am is with you. Who I am will empower you to become what I am. Be holy as I am holy. I will empower you with the gift of holiness so that you will love being holy even as I do. Our expectation of the Lord must always be that he will come to us in his true nature, which in this case is gentleness. If there's something new to learn, we anticipate all his dealings with us to be with a gentle and humble heart. We want to activate a positive expectation of his gentleness, not a negative assumption that a harsh reprimand for failure is on the way. There is no condemnation in Jesus.